received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. Well, hello, Weiwei. I haven't heard from you in a while. How's everything going? Oh, I am so sorry to hear that. Suicide is not a good thing, especially for a family member. Now, wasn't your son in prison? Oh, boy. Oh. You know, I'm glad you're on our team. We need to work to try to prevent this kind of abuse from happening in the prison. It's hard enough on the outside here, and then to put somebody through that kind of torture, especially to the point where he had to escape by killing himself. Did they notify you in a you know a timely manner, or did they take? Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel bad that you actually feel responsible for this, but you're responsible for your own actions. And yeah, being a role model is is a tough thing to do, except you're not perfect. And... Your family knows that, and they know you're trying. So I, I, I would hardly say it's your fault. He's, it, well, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. He, he did look up to you, and, and he did follow in your footsteps. But still, suicide, the only person who has control over that is him, and... and I'm sure if the prison had done their research and given him proper medical care, he probably would have been able to receive counseling, a medication, a diagnosis, something that could have helped him, but still we can't we can't throw the blame at anybody. He he felt so bad that he didn't want to live amongst us anymore. Well, oh, okay, got okay, okay, yeah, got you. It's just that I guess the best thing for us to do now is try to get on with our lives, and we're never going to understand. Never, no matter how hard we try, we will never understand why he did this. Well, yeah, a note would have been nice. It's just that, and it could have been a something he'd been thinking about, and then something popped inside of him, and he just decided to go for it. I know on a few occasions they'll find a body, and there'll be some cut marks on the hand. You know, the person's actually planning to commit suicide, and they want to cut their their wrist, and it just kind of. They're having their doubts or whatever, and then maybe they'll grab a gun and, and stick it in their mouth. And and so when uh, when we find the body, it it just looks like you know it looks like a mess. It's just that a lot goes through their mind, a lot of it, 
a lot of stuff. And, and I would hardly, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where he needed. You have 60 seconds remaining. I, I do feel sorry for you. And, and I will reach out to your family and, and see if there's anything we can do and maybe uh, talk to some some uh, medical personnel and, and see if there was uh, something we could do to prevent um, this kind of neglect from happening again. I, I don't know. I, I, I really didn't expect to hear this from you today, but... You have 30 seconds remaining. I, I don't want you blaming yourself for this. It, it's not your fault. It, it, suicide is, is a condition that the people have to reach out. They have to understand what's going on. And this was his escape. This was his way out. And we have to accept that. He, he couldn't take it anymore. And there's nothing we could have done to prevent it. Well, just stay strong. Do the best you can. Welcome to AQS Inmate Call. I'm your host, Joel Wilborn. And on the phone, I had a conversation with Wayne Rogers. His nickname is Wei Wei. And he called to tell me that his 43-year-old son committed suicide. And uh, he was really distraught, really feeling bad about it. And was actually trying to take responsibility over this. And that's very easy. A lot of us, when we lose somebody close to us like that, we think there was something we could have done to prevent it. And the truth is, you can't. You you can never prevent somebody from committing suicide. Look at Kurt Cobain. You know, he attempted suicide several times. And people were fully aware that he had that uh, weakness. And yet, uh, despite their best efforts, he managed to uh, find a way to follow through. And he's a high-profile person. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that, that have what we dream of having and still wind up committing suicide. So we can't really say there's a one cause for, you know, if a person's poor and, and addicted to drugs, they're going to commit suicide. It just, it, that doesn't, that doesn't fit everybody. So his son did not leave... A note, so we really don't know why. All we know is that he was found in his prison cell, lifeless, and having committed suicide. That's the final conclusion here. And I'm gonna reach out to his family and try and uh, restart the campaign to help with suicide. You know, get the number out there. And we have different methods now to get through to people, so that's good. In the prison, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll look into it, but maybe he reached out to somebody 
and said he doesn't want to live anymore. Maybe the people didn't take him seriously. Maybe they don't care. And that's a big thing, too, with the prisons. Once a person goes to prison, it's like they're the lowest of the low. And their rights, their their health, their well-being, their state of mind, it doesn't matter. And they'll just take full advantage of it. You know, one of the the girls I work with that's incarcerated, she was telling me how uh, people are using her and how they'll make fun of her and how they'll tease her about the things that she likes. And she's a strong person. She says, I'm not going to let them get to me. And she's on medication as well and they're providing it for her and so I'm working behind the scenes to see to it that they do give it to her and they they do like to try to save money and cut corners it's just that if you're going to choose to lock a person up you have to choose to care for this person it's it's not a free ride you can't say you're going to go to prison for 15 years and it wasn't going to cost the taxpayers a thing we lock people up. We have the responsibility of seeing to it that they come out a better person than when they went in. That's one of the reasons we have prison systems. And it's where we can actually put people through classes, through counseling, through uh, peer groups to try and understand why they're in there and what's going on with them. Now, suicide is something that I take extremely seriously. You know, if anybody says they're not happy with their life and they would rather be dead, that's where the whole world has to come to a standstill, at least in my point of view. And one of the girls I work with, she didn't really tell me about this. Somebody who was planning a lawsuit against her mentioned it to me. And so then I asked her, and she got upset because she's, this is something that bothered her and she wanted to forget. But what had happened is she was out, and, you know, she's she was one of those that is prone to addiction and alcoholism. And so she's trying out in the free world to survive. And things are getting really tough, which is normal for anybody in the world. And this guy was infatuated by her. And, you know, she decides to, you know, have a little relationship with him. But he gets a little more overbearing. And uh, he was more or less stalking her or so. And, and she didn't feel comfortable with him. And he, on several occasions, would say, you know, if you don't date me, then I don't know how I could live without you, and I will commit suicide. And she's an intelligent person. She's not going to write that off. And so she would have to sit and talk with him, and she's trying to convince him that He's not for her. You know, try to put him down in a good way. And she came upon him 
attempting suicide and she stopped him and helped him get back on his feet. But it's just, for her, it was just too much. You know, we can only take so much in life. We all have our, our limits, our breaking point. And she just couldn't take his, his insecurities, you know, his, his, uh, the issues that he had with his life. And there was nothing she could do for it. She wanted to move forward, and this guy just wasn't part of that. Well, she finally gets the nerve to just, you know, I, I, I can't deal with this. I, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And he does succeed in committing suicide. And the family came up with this little story that she had killed him and made it look like a suicide. Now, you know, this wasn't something that went to trial. And my friend, she's in prison, but she's not in prison for that. And so to hear this story from a family member of the victim, you know, it kind of opens up new things. And I was asking her about it. And of course, she got very upset. And it's more like, no, I don't want to talk about this. And trauma pops up to people that feel guilty for a crime. You know, and this guy died. And in her mind is, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. And that's what he did. She knew that possibility was there, but she would go to the family. She would go to the uh, community um, assistance. And it just, it just didn't work. And, you know, she has her own issues, her own problems, her own mountains to climb and she just couldn't do it with him yet she still couldn't help feel guilty that maybe she was responsible for a suicide but of course she didn't admit to killing him or having anything to do with his his death other than him stating that he couldn't live without her so it's something that I don't really want to know the reasons behind it you know suicide is something that's a a personal choice yet if this family member gets the an investigation going and they can find out that he was killed yeah we need to do that it's just that it's easy for me to side with my friend and her reaction is just more or less like it does make sense you know if you're if your friend said if you ever left suicide would be the only option to deal with this loss and then you leave and then your friend winds up committing suicide of course you're going to feel a little guilt and if that's the case the suicide but my friend doesn't seem like the kind of person that would be evil enough to kill a person and make it look like suicide I don't know it's just a weird story that we go behind but she did feel some guilt and I did notice that and I can detect it because she really got upset about it and I really talk to her now and part of it is me just kind of asking I jumped into a situation that I shouldn't have been in 
But it does get me to reflect. If this guy followed through because he felt that he couldn't live without her, that's not her issue. There's nothing she can do to prevent that. And the family shouldn't ignore the fact that he committed suicide. At least look into it. I don't know, maybe things have changed. I haven't really gotten into the story recently. But suicide affects hundreds of people. And it's something that if we keep it up front, if we discuss it, if we work with it, we can't prevent it. But there could be one or two that decide that there are other options and that's a win and you know this suicide is not necessarily a victimless crime because my friend feels this guilt how can you not and I think sometimes some of the, the people who are suicidal use that kind of like a control thing if you leave me I'll, I'll kill myself Or some of them actually say, if you leave me, I'll kill myself. But they wind up killing their loved one and themselves. So it's not something that you can just pass off. And it's tough to pass the blame on somebody that's still back here. And that's not fair. Murder, yeah, there's there's a person who commits murder. But suicide. And yeah, there are cases where people are made to look like they committed suicide but they were really murdered so either way my friend's uh, ex will say committed suicide and blamed her for it which is not good you know and so that's something that we have to look at because now she's sitting in prison And it could be that was one of the things that just snapped in her. You know, she's bad enough that she was an alcoholic. That could have turned her back to it because she did go to prison for being uh, driving while under the um, influence or, shall I say, drunk driving. And that could have been one of the things that triggered it, too. So suicide is going to be something that affects hundreds of people. That bar none. And I hope people will take this seriously. And I hope you will open up discussions about it. Even if you have a friend who's not suicidal, if you just kind of mention it once in a while, you you know, if the police ever found your body in the house, could they pass it off as suicide? And if this person says, no, I'd never commit suicide. That helps you get peace of mind. And should some terrible crime happen, you could mention that. You know, my friend said suicide was not an option. And that could help solve a murder. So if if we know who are close to us that are suicidal and those who will never ever do something like that it helps it definitely helps and and it makes it easier to move on with your life you have to 
You have to get up and go. And so I have a uh, video on my YouTube channel, the Joel Wilborn channel, that deals with bullying. And I discuss suicide in there. It's something I take extremely serious. I don't think we need to take that lightly when somebody talks about being suicidal. And even though my friend went out and did all she could do, she still feels that guilt. And she did what she could do to prevent that. And, you know, the same thing with the family and friends of Kurt Cobain. They did what they could, too. A lot of high-profile people who committed suicide had very loving support groups. It's just that it wasn't enough. And we have to look at if there's somebody that's suicidal and if that person does wind up succeeding, how are we going to deal with the people that are left behind? Those hundreds of people. And that's something we can discuss, too. We can discuss with this suicidal person. Okay, let's say you do commit suicide how do you want to uh, how do you want us to take care of your funeral what do you think about your your family and your friends that you leave behind how does this help your legacy your children your friends your family how does it help them to move on what would you want them to remember remember you as you know maybe talking about it you know, it's different things. But I would say consult some experts. Talk to the to the community leaders. And make sure that suicide hotline is close by. Definitely. So, uh, I have a couple of things called your... Uh, the uh, compliment. Your compliment. On my YouTube channel. One's about bullying and one's about uh, just where I sit and compliment you. I don't think that'll help you stay away from suicide. And I don't think it'd be able to help you to prevent somebody from committing suicide. I'm no expert. But the uh, the videos are designed to be positive. And so if you're feeling down, eh, take a look at them. See what you think. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you... Remember, suicide is an issue and we should never overlook it and never forget it. So go out, have yourself a wonderful day and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.